Hello? Can you guys hear me? The wind's blowing a little hard on the side of the house right now. It's been a little crazy here. Just want to make sure if you're down in your bunker, you're listening to the podcast. <laughs> ah! Wow. Yeah, that was some intense wind. I am not going to lie. Um, went for a walk. And uh, I've never been so terrified of trees. I was looking up at the sky, watching those branches bend. It was scary. It was like, well, what one's going to fall off and hit me in the head? I don't know if I can handle that. But uh, hopefully everyone's okay. It doesn't seem like there was a lot of damage. Not like the last time we had a huge windstorm when there were like tons of trees on my street. I've got very old trees on my street. It does terrify me a little bit, especially as a car owner. But uh, what can you do? You know, she's a, nature's a a nasty customer sometimes. Anyway, this week, I am not allowed to work out. I haven't been able to work out for about the last two weeks, something like that. Um, I had a little minor surgery, had something removed from my arm. I am okay. There was nothing wrong, but it has been removed. And now I have, um, I'm not allowed to work out until next Monday. So in the meantime, I'll just keep eating these festive specials and see how I lose weight then. How about that? You are not going to lose weight eating a festive special from Swish LA. Do not even look at the nutritional facts of that meal. It will make you upset. Do not look at it. If you enjoy them, don't look at it, okay? It's like, I don't, I don't even know how they can put that up on their site. So my weight has been somewhat steady on an incline <laughs> um, because I haven't been able to work out and I'm starting to hibernate like all the squirrels that are running around outside. They're all gaining weight. So I figure I should gain weight too. So I'm probably somewhere between 214 and 214 and a half. That's the weigh-in for this week. Not great. Ever since I've been told that I cannot work out, I've never wanted to work out harder. It is driving me bonkers. I cannot wait till Monday comes. I'm going to get back at it. And uh, by Christmas, I'm going to be at uh let me see two two oh five that's pretty extreme but i'm gonna try i'm gonna try and get down to two oh five be very happy going into the new year with that attitude um rinks are open now that's always fun play a little shinny i don't really have a good time playing shinny in the city because it's full of really good hockey players that are so obsessed with playing that they they just have to get out and play for another four hours with a bunch of, you know, guys that are in good shape just to, you know, skate around and feel good about themselves. They didn't make it to the big leagues, but they can still, you know, skate me into the ground. Um, I don't like it. I don't like how it turns into like an aerobic sport. Um, I'm used to playing in a league where you play for 40 seconds and then you get off. You skate really hard in those 40 seconds. So I need to take a course on how to play shinny. 
And uh, today on the show is is actually quite the hockey fan. I got my pops on the phone today. He's not on the phone. He's got my pops on the show today. Why? Because he's like in the Sheridan College Sports Hall of Fame. The guy's a pure athlete. He's 60, almost 61, still plays hockey twice a week. He loves it. He uh, is an inspiration for me to get get back into a healthier state. Looking at his genes, I only hope that that I can achieve what he has. <laughs> I feel like he does now, and he's 60, and I'm 30 years younger than him. So, like... I think we're, I got to start feeling like a young man again. So we're going to talk to him a little bit. He's going to talk about his past playing hockey and how he lived and breathed it, how our, how our family sure does. And uh, also about his health scare, because we're going to talk about sodium today. Sodium. Are we getting too much? Are we not getting enough? Is it causing us to have health problems? My dad has a kidney disease where he cannot have a lot of salt. He will give him high blood pressure and it's not good for him. But there are some studies coming out now that are saying that, hey, having a high salt intake is not causing you to get hypertension. Back in mid-August, I read this article in the Toronto Star. I'll read you a couple little facts on it here. It says the current maximum sodium recommendations are too low and could be even unsafe, according to a new pair of studies from hundreds of researchers, including some from McMaster and the Hamilton Health Sciences. The studies, funded by more than 50 organizations, including the Heart and Stroke Foundation and the Canadian Institute of Health Research, uncovered that the relationship between sodium and high blood pressure is non-uniform. Researchers from 18 countries who developed these studies have discovered that there is a sweet spot for salt intake, Get ready for this. Somewhere between 3,000 milligrams and 6,000 milligrams of sodium per day. Holy crap. So that's like 3,500 to 4,000 milligrams is the sweet spot? Is what we should be having? I So I should just keep having the, like I should have two festive specials per day? No. That's the, that's the bad salt, I guess. Where the hell else are you going to get it? Just a salt shaker? Oh, man. You just never know. See, like, you, you get, I can only take this with a grain of salt <laughs> because there's so many studies that come out saying this and that and the other. Just another thing to think about. Don't ever look at one study and go, yes, they're right. Because uh, they they make mistakes. But, you know, it's a, it seems like a lot of researchers are coming to this conclusion. Uh, we don't talk about that on the show. But, uh, Dad, if you're listening... Maybe something to think about. I think if you have hypertension, it's still recommended that you do not go crazy on salt. Anyway, today we're going to be talking lots about salt. So stay tuned and enjoy the show. Who's a fat boy? So now we're rolling. 
We're live. We're live. This is the uh, the Father and Son Podcast Fat Boy Special today. Sounds Getting, awesome. Get to talk to a real life baby boomer. Yes, indeed. Baby today. boom, I am. So <laughs> I'm still booming too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get lots of wisdom from you. Hopefully. Um well, Dad, uh, just to uh, tie in with the physical activity of the program, can you give us a little history of how you uh, how you grew up as an athlete? So tell us a little bit about your program. Well, basically growing up as a, as a young fellow there, we uh, played a lot of ice hockey, played a lot of baseball and lacrosse. We grew up being outside basically all the time, mm-hmm. uh, except if it was raining or dark, they'd call us in. Okay. But we, we were... Primarily, we were outdoors all the time, playing ball hockey. And when we weren't playing ball hockey, we were playing ice hockey. And then, yeah, you played more competitive ice hockey. Well, yes, and we, uh, you know, we got our grounding out in the driveway there and at the local rinks, outdoor rinks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then our father got involved quite a bit with the local uh, sporting group. Yeah. Uh, Goulding Park Boys Club, it was called. Oh. And, uh, you know, there's myself and my sister, who's the middle child, and my brother. Mm-hmm. And my brother and I had a bit of a, a talent for, for skating and hockey and playing hockey. So um, he noticed this. He saw a little bit of desire and passion in us and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. helped us out. Did you, um, did it come very naturally to you to be playing such a high level of sports? Uh Obviously, that keeps you in pretty good shape when you're playing in uh, some college hockey and whatnot. Yeah, uh, hockey was a natural sport for me, and it, it it started with my skating. I was very skating was very easy for me, and I had a nice fluid motion to it. Mm-hmm. And then it was just a matter of marrying in the stick and the puck, and uh, it's kind of like skating on the ice and you know on a big pond. Eh? Yep. I think the great thing back then was that we played a lot of pond hockey. Yeah, as kids, and like again, we were outside. They left us outside a lot, and uh, playing hockey outside, killing time, uh, doing something you love, you learn that uh, that passion yeah. at a very early age outdoors. As so, yeah, th- and this was very prevalent among uh, your generation. Absolutely, up, right? yeah. I don't, when you think about it, back then. Uh, we didn't have uh, computers and uh, video games and things like that. Uh, basically, uh, what do you see when you look at at uh, my generation today? Your generation. Uh, how today? does it compare physically? Well, physically, it's it's very 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 poor. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, no, the truth is, is that uh, you know we we got to get our kids back outside, playing outdoor games, being inventive, mm-hmm. um, you know, get back to the old, uh, the old adage. Yeah. <laughs> adage? The old adage? Oh, the old adage. <laughs> the old adage of physical activity. Yeah. Yeah. Kids aren't, I mean, because you, have you seen the video games and stuff today? It's, it's pretty entertaining stuff. Well, it seems to me, uh, it's kind of violent. It's and, very violent. Uh, Self-absorbing, yeah. Uh, antisocial, yeah. Uh, it has all these uh, boxes ticked, which aren't really good for your kids today. Send them outside with a hockey stick or a yeah. baseball bat. <laughs> Give them a glove or a lacrosse <laughs> stick. Uh, come on, people, let's get it together. Um, how do you? What is your uh, your physical activity regimen now? Uh, as a you know, late late fifties. 
60. <laughs> no. Son, you don't know how old I am? As <laughs> a six-year-old. It's all right. I'm 60 20. years old. Uh, I try to play as – I still have an inkling for the game of hockey, okay. uh, being a natural hockey player and having somewhat of a career and mm-hmm. played some professional hockey in Europe. Uh, I still have – I have a passion and I love the game. I love the socialization with the boys in the room after – uh, you know, it's old timer hockey, but it, it's it's still. Uh, I look forward to it twice a week. Yeah, and I still get uh, skate twice a week, and yeah. I still uh, I can still put the biscuit in the basket. Yeah. <laughs> so you're playing hockey twice a week, and do, do you have like a morning stretches ritual? Like, what's the stretch factor when you get that age? Every day. Yeah. Every day, I uh, do my stretches. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, there's a re- a regimen I go through. Yeah. And it's. Uh, it really helps uh, work out all the knots and the kinks and the sore neck and the sore back and all that. Yeah. I do it faithfully, and uh, it's really helped and improved my core. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, I noticed with your diet, you have a very uh, ritualistic breakfast where you like to eat the same exact thing, and I feel like you've been doing it for years now, where you... Can you take us through your morning ritual? Because it's usually the same every day, right? Oh, absolutely. A couple of minor tweaks here and there, but... Yeah, absolutely. Well, first thing I do is I get up in the morning and I uh, get a glass of water. Because I have to take my pills before I eat anything. <laughs> so I go over to the cupboard, I get my pills out. I've got to take one for blood pressure, one for uric acid. And then uh, I gobble those with two vitamin Ds, wash it down with the water, and now I'm ready to go for breakfast. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you have pill preparation first. Absolutely. When you're 60, son. Yeah. <laughs> you always have to start with pill pill prep. A little bit of pill okay. prep there. Got to get your meds in yeah. before you eat. Yeah. Okay. You get sick. Yeah. You don't want to get nauseous. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, basically I like to eat, uh, I like cereal. Yeah. I like my Cheerios and uh, I like my uh, Rice Krispies with strawberries, fresh strawberries. Rice Krispies? Rice Krispies. You mean Special K? Oh, no, they're Special K. She <laughs> <laughs> started eating children's food. What are children's Rice cereal? Krispies anyway? It's like a children's cereal and okay. you, you muck it all together and make gooey treats. Oh, no, that's them. that's something that the children would be eating. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, no, it's Special K. I'm, uh, special and, K. Uh, so I have my Special K. <laughs> Uh, sometimes a bowl of Cheerios and oh, Cheerios. a little bit of Raisin Bran, too. Okay. Oh. And, and they're all fairly low in sodium, which okay. is important to an old-timer like me. Yeah. And uh, But I always try to get in. I uh, have a, one coffee in the morning, instant coffee, mm-hmm. one a day. That's it. And uh, I like a little bit of yogurt, too, at the end of it. And okay. a piece of toast. Oh. Uh, ba- uh, no sodium basal. <laughs> You're re- okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And no sodium no salt, peanut butter. Okay. Okay. I, what? I wonder what the the theme of the show is going to be with all this no salt in your breakfast already. Yeah. I right. Think. Well, you know, it's it's a it's a smart and wise way to be. Uh, yeah. As I think you will see. So, um, big topic we're going to talk about is actually sodium, salt in our food. Too much. Every time you eat something, you're usually over in this day and age. The packaged stuff, going out to your favorite restaurant, just loaded and loaded with sodium. And what is it doing to us? You know, it's like younger people don't really think about that too much. They don't worry. Uh, I don't think anybody did when they were in their teenage years or whatever. There's been many times where I've sat around the fire with 
a pack of hot dogs, chowing down 660 milligrams of dog. Uh, that's at the end of the day. We've already had a day of salt intake. So adding on an extra 3,000 uh, milligrams a night is pretty insane. I wonder, what do you think your top number in a day of your entire life, what do you think the max milligram you've taken in in a day? Oh, going think? back to when... Uh, going back to when you used to salt your McDonald's fries. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, uh, oh my God, I'm off the Richter Wait, scale. I gotta 15, tell you. 15,000 milligrams? Uh, easy, easy. Maybe <laughs> oh, 17,500. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> Seventeen five. Yeah. What's your max salt intake? Well, uh, I'm, I'm. I've been instructed by my doctors. Uh, it's a maximum of fifteen hundred milligrams per day. Yeah. Right. So the the one problem, one of the many problems that uh, too much sodium causes, is a uh, disease that you've been afflicted with called IgA. IgA. Right. IgA or Berger's disease. Yeah. Um, yes, uh, I was quite shocked when I found out I had it. Uh, sometimes in life, uh, what you think is the worst thing in your life can sometimes turn out to be the best thing. Yeah. And in my case, it was finding out that I had kidney disease. Mm-hmm. So you want to tell us a little bit about that story? You wanna... Well, basically, we... it's just a standard thing that we should all be doing, going to see our uh, general practitioner. Yeah. And in my case, it was Dr. Doherty, the good doctor. And I uh, went for my physical in 2000. <laughs> shout, shout out to Dr. Doherty. Sorry. <laughs> I went for my physical in 2008 and uh, took my blood pressure, and it was 190 over 80, which is uh, wow, way that's too pretty high. high. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that tipped him off. There's a little bit of problem going on with the, uh, the blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, you know, he tested my urine. I had blood in my urine. Mm-hmm. So it was like there's the double, uh, the double check on the box. Could so, you see blood in your urine? No, you cannot see the blood. It's no? microscopic. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, you, you, can't, you can't really see it, but they can detect it on the, the, the stick. Ah. There's a little, like, stick that they use. Yeah. The stick. <laughs> Medical stick is what they use. <laughs> It's sure. kind of like when you're checking your hot tub for the chemicals. It's one of those things. <laughs> That's, yeah, directed right. That comment's directed at baby boomers who own hot tubs, <laughs> not people of my age. But so, go on. So, so Well, basically, this was the, uh, the beginning the of my journey to uh, oh, my journey to healthy living. It just begun. So tell us about your, your sodium path now. What's, well, basically, what, do you do? what happened was uh, uh, my uh, GP uh, referred me to a kidney specialist uh, who basically told me after feeling my ankles and taking my blood pressure that I probably had kidney disease. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a bit of a shock to me. I mean, how do you know that? Like, well, like a kidney disease? Like, this is, I'm a healthy guy. I've been playing hockey and sports all my life. Yeah. You know, how do I get this kidney disease thing? Well, and he also told me, Gave me a couple pointers. He said, well, you put that salt shaker away. Yeah. And then he asked me also, I'll never forget this. He asked me if I like salmon. Yeah. And I wasn't really big on salmon. Yeah. And I kind of thought to myself, what's he mean? Yeah. Right? So he told, is he telling you to eat salmon? He told me to start eating it. Start eating it. And if I like salmon oil. Yeah. To buy some and start taking it on the teaspoon with my meds oh, in the morning. Oh, God. That, that tastes nice. He told me it smells bad, but no. it's good for a kidneys. Oh. Salmon so oil. So do you take salmon oil? Or you, uh, no, you just eat a helping I just of salmon? Eat a, I eat a lot of salmon. Do you? Yeah. What, do you, once a week? 
once once at least yeah he's maybe what, twice what doctor monitors your mercury content in your body <laughs> no no need a doctor for These that are fresh, oh, fresh vietnamese oh. uh, farm salmon <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the sticker you're looking for. <laughs> Vietnamese farmed. Um but anyway, uh just to carry on, I, I uh found out I had kidney disease and uh, he told me I had to uh, go have a kidney biopsy. Yeah. And this is a bit of a scary thing because I'm not really crazy about going to hospitals and stuff like that. Yep. But uh what it means basically is they stick a needle through the middle of your back, up yep. where your kidney area is, and they take a chunk of your kidney. And then they look at it under the microscope. Yeah. And when they got back with that, uh, they called me in and, uh, you know, he took the blood pressure. He felt my ankles again. He told me I had Berger's disease. Berger's disease. Berger's disease. That's IgA. Same thing. So it's just like Berger was the guy who discovered it. Exactly. Okay. Great. So you got Berger's disease now, and that means that you can have very little. People with kidney problems or um, even as you get older should minimize to 1,500 milligrams. Or better. Or better. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say keep it around 1,000 would be pretty. 1,000 would be good, I yeah. think. Yeah. It's hard in this day and age. It's very hard. When you get a Papa Luigi pizza or something like that, <laughs> you, <you're> gonna, <laughs> you don't realize how yeah. every bite... Is, it looks fresh. It, but, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fresh and full of sodium are two yeah. different things, right? You give, you've got f- fresh food and you've got old packaged food that you know needs the salt to preserve it exactly it's needed on like both scales of freshness which bothers me right i don't yeah. like that it's kind of like a trade-off for the food industry yeah um but the the big fear i guess many people have is that goiter they don't want to get the oh, goiter jeez what is a goiter a goiter anyway? is like, just yeah. it's an abnormal enlargement of your thyroid gland wow so that's, like if i stopped like if i only if I really cut back on my sodium as it is, yeah, uh, I'd be at a risk of having a goiter. Your kidneys will be great, but your goiter will be nasty. <laughs> my God, what does it look like? <laughs> um, I'd imagine it's just kind of like a football on your neck. Oh. Just kind of puffs it out a little bit. So, you know, it's hard so, to tie a tie when you have a goiter. So there is a, there is a bottom line on sodium then. Yeah, you do. Well, you need the iodine. The yeah. iodine is what keeps the goiter away. Okay. And that's what is in salt. Do you, have you ever met anyone with a goiter? No, no, I don't think so. Maybe I've seen some. Uh, no, in this day and age, it's pretty rare. They just go, they just go right to the freak show. <laughs> we just go right to Metro. <laughs> Buy some processed food. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, there is a definite correlation between salt and high blood pressure. Um, as, as your sodium intake increases, your blood pressure also does for most people. Uh, absolutely. Right. And if you, if you reduce your salt intake, your blood pressure can begin decreasing within weeks on average. Okay. Just well, from, just yeah, from getting I, your oh, salt okay. down. All right. All right. All, yeah. I, I, I get the drift. Now this, uh, how do I manage my sodium? Okay, good. Uh, well, the worst thing for your kidneys is the one thing you got to remember is, mm-hmm. is high blood pressure. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you got to think to yourself next, what causes high blood pressure? Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's a, it's a number of many things, but the three most important things are sodium abuse, mm-hmm. stress, yeah. and alcohol. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> alcohol. Alcohol. So if you're stressed out, yeah. you're getting hammered all the time. Yeah. 
and you're eating Big Macs and pizzas every day. You're in big trouble. Big trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Especially as a 60-year-old. Oh, God. Um, You got to cut one of them out. One of them. (laughs) (laughs) So I chose the sodium. Yeah. And and the high blood pressure, you're managing that. Yes, absolutely. Manage that with your, your medication. I'm on medication, but I cut out the sodium. I've managed my sodium. Um, so, uh, like what, what have, like you've, there's certain things that you've adjusted to that I have also adjusted to because of it, like, um, low salt chips or something like that, or, or, you know, saltless chips, which you like. So, uh, what do you think that you're, uh, you're at now for your milligrams of salt per day? You try to keep it around? I try to keep it around the 1500. Sometimes I get a little craving when I come home from work. Yeah, I just need a little sodium. You yeah, know? so I might have a couple Pringles, but uh, I manage my Pringles. Yeah, and so today, as a precursor to this show, we went to a chip truck. Yeah, to really get a good sodium buzz on. Right, I thought it would be important. You had a, a small fry, which I'd say is more like a medium size. Okay. Fry. Yeah. Okay. That's a big portion. Yeah. I had a medium. I know. Santa Fe. You had a big boy. Which is a you know. Covered with sour cream and cheese, <laughs> tomatoes, <laughs> and green onions. And you put a squirt of ketchup in there that also has salt in it. And yeah. you don't realize. Yeah. But it gives you that buzz. It right? does. Yeah. When you when you uh, get used to a low-sodium diet, you can taste the salt immediately, especially when you go to a restaurant or something like that. Yeah. It's like, whoa. Yeah. Taste this. I say this to Jackie. Wow. Can you taste the sodium in that? <laughs> Well, we call it salt, right? In the restaurant? Yeah. Taste the salt in that? More slang. Use the slang term. Yeah. Um, And she's, now that she's with me on this, uh, you know, eating with me, eating together in harmony. Yeah. uh, She has, she's on low sodium and she loves it. Jackie's my stepmom. That's who Jackie is. Yeah. Um, So you guys are both on a low sodium intake. Right. And you feel, do you feel like you have more energy and you don't feel as tired or does it affect you anyway like that? It makes you feel uh, healthier. Oh, that's good. That's the that's and, the goal. Yeah, it, and it it does. Too much salt makes you feel sick sometimes. <laughs> now uh, a little bit, even a little bit, uh, stomach upset yeah. and nausea. Well, here's here's like the top ten ways that you uh, where your sodium intake comes from. Okay, and where it's been overused, where it's very high. Um, Processed foods, foods prepared in restaurants. One, bread and rolls. Oh. Two, cold cuts and cured meats, such as deli or packaged ham or turkey. High in salt. Pizza, fresh and processed poultry. So that's just chicken. Chicken's got tons of salt. Soups, sandwiches, such as cheeseburgers, cheese itself, pasta dishes, meat mix dishes and meatloaf. Snacks like chips, pretzels, and popcorn. Those are some very common foods we all eat, and they're just chalked up with, with salt. So what do you do? How, what are the steps to get into a low-sodium diet so we can be healthier, have healthier kidneys? Well, you, you have to learn to eat the proper foods and manage what you eat and drink basically uh because what you eat and drink and uh, is all part of who you are and what you're going to be in the future um i found i found a little uh start uh, i'd say it's a 
uh, a list of how to get started on a low-sodium diet from the uh, HFSA, which is the Heart Failure Society of America. And uh, there's four steps to follow a low-sodium diet. Number one, stop adding salt to your food. Throw away the shaker. Throw the shaker away. Get rid of that shaker. And then you, number two, adapt your preferred foods to low-sodium versions. Absolutely. Yeah. Three, pick foods naturally low in sodium. Four, learn to read the food labels. That is so important. Read the food labels. I think most people, most adults, most seniors like myself. Yeah. Uh, that are moving into that, uh, you know, those golden years, as we like to call them, don't know how to read a food label properly, especially when it comes to sodium. Mm-hmm. Just had a big friend here, Big Mark, big tall red-haired guy, <laughs> and like he's eating chicken and wings and stuff. I said, you're going to be uh, 60 in five years. Do you know how to read those labels? <laughs> I don't care about those labels, he says. <laughs> you got to watch your labels. You got to see your sodium intake. You got to make sure, and well, you also have to know sodium. what a serving size is. Absolutely, right. they trick you. Yeah, the food industry tricks you on all that <laughs> labeling stuff, Matthew. That's where the, that's where it gets a little sloppy. Yeah, because you've got to you got to you got to understand your sizes. Yeah, like how much sodium is there in one piece of toast? Right, mm-hmm. you got to do the measurements. You got to do the math. Um. One major thing with spices and stuff is just avoid seasonings that have the word salt in it. Absolutely. Uh, like celery salt or garlic salt. Those are super high in sodium. Absolutely. We don't use that at all. Um, we use like fresh garlic now. Fresh garlic. Oh, that's right. You're on a real small uh, small onion and <laughs> garlic cake right now. Huge garlic cloves. Yes. And very small onions. Yes. You just get a taste. But, there, just, but that's what it says on the package. Yeah. Taste of Italy. <laughs> I'm going to get you going into the store and grabbing your own onions and stuff now. No more. Grabbing the packages. Yeah. You'll still get them. You love those little oh, packages. They're good. Yeah. I love the packaging. <laughs> <laughs> I think it pretty much brings us to the end of the show. Um, I think for myself, I, tr- I do try to avoid salt. I do try to uh, limit it as much as I can. Um, it does find its way back into your life, I find, because it's it's everywhere. Well, it's addictive, very, and it's very addictive. Yeah, it's yeah. it's the uh, the uh, what's well, the delivery stick for the food industry? Um, if you if you could go back to not having your disease, would do you think you you would uh, be still pounding the salt? If I could go back, I would have yeah. uh, been a lot smarter about it. And yeah. I, I think if I had been better educated on it yeah. and, and uh, better educated by, you know, doing more reading and understanding of food and food labels. And I think if maybe the government had a little more to do with us back then, we were kind of all in the dark. Yeah. I think back to my mom and dad, like it goes, you know, that other generation, right? Yeah. My God, we were salt and everything. Like we were throwing yeah. salt around, like. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then if we get a little wiser and we get a little smarter. We get to your generation now, Matt. And yeah. Your, your kid's generation. Yeah. And I'm hoping that you can pass on the wisdom of sodium to your children and yeah. how not to abuse it and how to manage what they eat and what they drink. I'll do my best. Proud of you, son. <laughs> that pretty much wraps up the father-son sodium special. 
www.kegopocketsfatboy.com for all the episodes. Subscribe on iTunes. Please rate. See you again next week. Thanks. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. How'd it go?